Radio. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am Brian Wayne. This is episode 382. And this, this right here, this is June 6 pull list priorities. Oh baby, it feels good to say words into this tin can again. I missed you. I missed you um i know you may have think that i just joined the 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 statistic that is podcasts and most of them just give up and quit um i i I did not give up um i did not quit um there there was a, a a just a boiling pot of circumstances that made me choose to go on hiatus um one of the one of the bigger ones being um, uh, the the effects I got from COVID. Uh, I, f- I found like I was you know I got I got the COVID and then, you know went away and all that you know fine you know it didn't kill me it wasn't all that bad missed a couple days work, but there was this lingering effect to where my my, my brain didn't work so good like. Um, I had a hard time forming sentences, you know, and I found that out in the last, like, couple of creator corners that I recorded. I was like, what the fuck happened to me? I, I, I used to be, you know, good at this, if you will. You know, I, I used to be able to talk and at least put a sentence together, but I, I, I couldn't formulate proper thoughts. Um, and it wasn't just within the podcast, it was just in my everyday, um, and that, that went on for a while, you know, but I've been good for a while, too, and, um, you know, there's, there's been a, uh, really, the, the biggest, the biggest reason the podcast went on hiatus, though, is something very positive, and that would be the store, I know that if you listen to the last few episodes, I talked about how the store was starting up and all that stuff. Well, the store did better than I anticipated on its launch, and I mean that that's a great thing. But it, it's it's time consuming, and as is this podcast, and as is you know being a father and. All, you know, just life in general is time-consuming, and it got to the point where I was just bogged down. Like, I I, I was going hard on the podcast, hard on the, the, the store, stressing out over both. Um, no reason to stress out over a podcast ever. <laughs> um, that's just silly. Uh, but, um... Yeah, I mean, there there's other aspects of my life that was suffering, and, you know, I just fucking cut the cord. But over the last few months, I've been 
pondering how to reformat things, make things work a little bit more. I got a good system with the store right now to where it's not consuming nearly as much time as it did in the beginning. Um, and, you know, as far as continuing on with the podcast, uh, I don't want to say this is a trial run, but I'm thinking this might be a trial run just to kind of see how things go. Um, at least with pull list priorities, I am promising no creator corners. Okay. Um, that was the hardest part of the podcast for me. A lot of people underestimate the difficulty of conversing with a stranger. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's not the easiest thing to do. And it's not just the, the conversation itself. It's scheduling and, you know, life gets the way it gets in the way and things get rescheduled. And I was bogging myself down with way too many interviews to the point where if something had to get rescheduled, it was like, oh, well, now I don't have room for it. If I did end up making room for it, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> it, it was it was screwing up my regular life, you know, and it, it, was, it just became too much. So I, I'm not sure about Creator Corner going forward. Um, at least nearly in the capacity that I was doing it. Um, and if I do, I'm going to be, and I, I know I've been saying I've been very picky and I have been, but you thought I was picky before. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, it's not that I don't like doing it. It's just, it's not easy and it takes up a shitload of my time. Um, and it's honestly, it's just not fiscally profitable, you know, I'm going to work on the store, you know, I got other real life jobs and shit I got to do, so, yeah, um, Creator Corner, they, they, if, 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 ifins, they do come back, there'll be bonus episodes, um, uh, maybe even behind a paywall, I'm kidding, am I, I don't know, <laughs> fuck, um, I don't know, uh, but, 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 uh, the fucking store, man, the fucking store, uh, cheers shop, cheers to comics.com is where you want to go, um, I'm adding books as often as I can, uh, and when you're shopping at shop cheers to comics.com, make sure you use the code podcast people, I created a special code just for you guys, so that you could save yourselves an additional 10% off my already marked down books, so, yeah, podcast at shopcheerstocomics.com. Boom, go there. Um, the real reason I'm starting this podcast is to have another form of advertising, just so you know. So don't make me waste my time, people. I'm kidding. I'm not that. Fuck, I'm on meds now. I'm not mean. I'm not mean. Am I? Uh, <laughs> I may have lost my mind. It's quite possible. Uh, how about that Polis Priorities, huh? You know, I, I've, I've been seeing that there's been this void in the lack of uh, speculative podcast sources out there since I've been gone. And I've seen some folks wonder, like, where, where, where the fuck? Where the fuck? Where the fuck? Do I, I mean, how do you guys know these things? You know, like, what, what, what do you listen to? Who do you listen to? And a lot of the, the podcast spec YouTube channels out there and stuff, um, they're mostly focusing on, like, back issues. At least a lot of the time. Me? I'm all new, baby. So let's talk about these pull list priorities. 
How about these FOCs? There's been some changes in the FOC formatting since I've been gone. And um, yeah, no, Lunar has picked up some new uh, some new talent. And uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of distributors and whatnot, I uh, the Cheers to Comics podcast or shop shop Cheers to Comics. See, it's all still new, baby. Um, it's it's a uh, I officially got on with Penguin Publishing, Penguin Random House, and uh, I'll be getting Marvel books soon now on the low low. So I'll be on DC and Penguin now. Um, I'm hesitant to get on Diamond because of their shipping prices. You know, there's not a lot of room for profit there with those shipping prices that Diamond produces. So I'm still getting my indie books from my local comic book store. But because I still get a discount on them, I'm still able to um, produce a few of those for you guys at shopcheerstocomics.com. So know all that. All right, we're caught up now. Let's talk about Polis Priorities. Oh, man. So I'm going to go over. uh, It's going to be different from what you did before or how I did it before. Um, Wait, is it? Did I do the FOCs? I did do the FOCs in the beginning. Well, now the title is going to be based off the FOC date, not the new release date. You know, it used to be the Polis Priorities for uh, June 1st is what it would have been this week. Because new books come out June 1st. No, no. Now the priority is ordering your books. So now it'll be pull list priorities for June 6th. Because that is the final order cutoff date. And that's what's important, people. Pre-ordering your books. That has not changed. That's probably more important than ever. So, let's do this. These are the Diamond... FOCs for Monday, June 6th, 6th, 2022, starting with Vault. Um, I'm going to really, like, kind of fly through these unless there's something of, uh, like, significance, speculative. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, people. Let's start with Barbaric. Barbaric, oh, fuck, hard to say. Uh Uh-oh. Brain can't talk good again. Barbaric Harvest Blades one shot. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, I guess. Well, okay, one, two, three, four. F- nope. All right. There's an A cover and a B cover, and then a one in five, a one in ten, one in twenty-five. One in seventy-five. One in one hundred. So, those are your wow, son of a bitch. They're really pushing those. Uh, Cool. What do we got for the artists here? We've got a Hennessy, we got a Bivens, we got a Howl, we got a Pace. Alright. Um, this is just a one shot. Oh, Derek Robertson getting the fucking one in one hundred. Oh, that's fucking rad, man. Uh I won't be ordering 100 copies of those to get it, though. Um, the economy and all that. you got to be careful what you order now, people. That's why I say pre-order your books, because with the economy the way it is, shops are going to be under-ordering like some bitches. This is the age of the low print. These last three years is going to be the time period where books are at their lowest print runs. And sure, there's been some fucking you know crazy hype prints you know you got your berserkers and your last ronins and all of that but um overall like this stuff here 
it's it's not going to be around long. Or, I mean, there's not going to be many of them printed. Just because. And also, Barbaric has so, so much potential to be uh, uh, adapted. So, don't sleep on this series, people. Don't sleep on it. That one of the hunters going to be rare as fluke. Uh, more from Vault, we've got Dark Interlude, number 5, and I do believe Dalt, Vault, not Dalt, <laughs> yeah, Dalt, uh, the Vault is now on Lunar as well, so, but I like to give you the furthest cutoff date for this type of stuff, so, there you go. Dark Interlude, number 5, got a couple covers there, Dead Box, number 3, that is Mark Russell, congratulations to Mark Russell for his nomination for Best uh, I think it's just best series, and that's not all robots. So the same guy that's Eisner nominated is doing Dead Box. You never know; this could be another Eisner nom. I wait for everything, like my mini series. Now I, I read them in blocks. I I, I don't. I, I've been stuck too many times on issue three, waiting for issue four to come out for months. So no, one through six at a time. Now that's how I do my my mini series is. Uh, Lunar Room, number four, one, two covers there. Uh, Quest Aside, number three, one, two covers there. Shadow Service, number 13, one, two covers there, and 14 as well. So there you go. Alright, see, I haven't picked this up yet. I, I dropped it at 12, I've got one through 12. I didn't drop it because I didn't like it, I just haven't read it yet. Um, yeah, man. Hmm. We'll see what Shadow Service is about eventually. That's all for Vault, though. Let's scoot on up to Source Point. From Source Point, due to be ordered by Monday the 6th, we've got Buzzard and Bone, number 3. Uh, good Boy, Volume 2, number 2 of a little full pad. One, two covers there. Ooh, we got a number 1. What is Oblivion Trails? It's a four-parter. From Brandon Chen, Friend Packard, and Anderson Carmen. What mystery lies on the side of the afterlife? After his own abrupt death, a young boy, Kiko, finds himself whisked to an ethereal world in the boat of Sharon. Or is it Charon? It's probably Charon, because Sharon's a weird name. Um, I mean, well, Charon's weirder than sure. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, a deity that presents him with a choice that will decide his eternal fate. Alright, so that's your, uh, what is it? The Oblivion Trials. Cool, cool. And then Ultramax is back with issue number two. And there you go. Oh, I don't have any water or anything next to me. Oh, I am dry already. And I'm just now at Scout. From Scout, we got Beyond the Beyond, mm, number three. Uh, Distorted, number five, and we've got Bush Leaguers, number one. This is a non-stop, so get your issue number one here, and then pick up the rest in trade eventually. This is Sam Fletcher and Bob McKeon, with Joe Flood and Denny Minoni on the cover. All right. See, here's the thing. I know people fucking oh, scout spec, blah blah blah. Guess what just got picked up again? And I don't. I think it got more than picked up. I think it's slated to be adapted. Is how I read it. And that's Mullet Cop from Scout. Yep, 
I just went and caught me a bunch of mullet cop from the the the, the scout website. Oh, did I give you away? Did I? Oh, I might have gave away a source. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Um, but yeah, get on that because scout books are gonna start to get produced here real soon. And when Danny McBride is cast as Molly Mullet Cop, then all of a sudden scout books are going to get some notoriety because they're gonna have a fairly decent name attached to it, and uh, yeah, everybody's gonna be scooping up those scout books because they're gonna be getting adapted a lot. Because Scout has a deal. They know a guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Flipping all the way up to... Black Mask? From Black Mask, we got... God Killer. For those I love, I will sacrifice. Number three. That's a fucking mouthful. And then we got Space Riders Vortex of Darkness. I'll cut that out. I'll probably forget to cut that out. Space Riders Vortex of Darkness, number four. There we go. Uh, That's a cool cover, man. It reminds me of a pog. Remember pogs? Like, it's the type of art that's on a pog. I just keep looking at it. You know how podcasts, you look at things? That's what I'm doing right now. Black Caravan, we've got Behemoth, number one, and Vanity, number two. I'm all about this Behemoth, man. Chris, ooh, this is a fun one. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, give this a try. Kipiniak, that was a lot easier than it looked. It looks Russian as fuck, but I don't know, it could still be Russian. Chris Kipiniak, that's a fun fucking name. Teresa is horrified to wake up and find she's turning into a monster. She learns she's not the only one when the government throws her into a detention camp with others going through the same transformation. Surrounded by... I thought that said surrounded by breasts. (laughs) Such a dude. Surrounded by beasts, Teresa tries to hold on to her humanity by training to become a government weapon as part of Project... Behemoth. Sign me the flip up. Who is Chris Kipinak? I don't know. And I want to see what J.K. Woodard's art looks like on the interior. Because that exterior. I was going to say outerior. <laughs> oh, I am a fucking moron. The uh, That's a cool cover, man. Look at the tentacle and shit. You know, monsters and whatnot. I can't tell what medium that is. It's like I need to blow it up even more. Now when you blow it up, it's the same size, just a different part of the screen. It's in the middle now. Huh. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's that's probably my indie pick of the week, people. All right. Behemoth. We have Blind Alley, number three. Will Alley ever find her sight? Uh, two covers there. Uh, Dark Beach, number four. Heavy Metal Drummer, number six. So, as I said, I like to read my indies in six blockers. That's not a that's not a phrase, six blockers. Um, it is now. But I did, I, I, I just, I, I caved and I read the first issue of Heavy Metal Drummer when it first came out. And I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, whoa. 
Uh, it, it is. It's exactly what I want out of a book called Heavy Metal Drummer. You know, it is psychedelic. It is trippy, which is also synonymous with psych- psychedelic. But um, it's <laughs> it's it, it's fucking out there, man. You know. And there's three covers to it. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal drummer. So now that we're on a sixth issue, I'ma catch up. My screen's going out. Son of a beast. Son of a breast. <laughs> Space lady number one. Uh, Ashley Warwick doing all of it. Um, it's got like the cover here. It's got a very like underground comic type of vibe to it. Looks very underground. Uh, like the line work is intentional, but also very flawed. Um, hmm. I looked at. Th- I was looking at this cover last night, and I haven't decided how I feel about it yet. And I, 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 I wish previews gave you a preview. You know, gentlemen. Space Lady does her job exactly as the manual advises her. At least, this is what her advisors think. <laughs> Joke's on her advisors, know what I'm saying? She uses her incredible armor. Oh, she's English. Technology. There's a U where there shouldn't be. Ex- extensive lettering, you Brits. Um, technology. Qualified immunities. And... <laughs> Sorry, I'm butchering this. Uh, it's Space Lady, you know? Fucking ladies can go space and... Drawn silly. Could be fun. Could be huge. Uh, three covers all done by Ashley Warwick. She's like, you know what? I want all these... Va- and no, nobody else. Just me. Just me. I want everybody to see that I can draw weird the exact same way every time. See, I'm telling you, I think there's something to this style. You know the artist Danny uh, from, like, Coffin Bound and... Uh, was it Arkham City, Order of the World? It's got that kind of vibe to it a little bit. That's that's what it is. But less refined than Danny. And I don't... It's not necessarily a bad thing. <sighs> because technically, like, the proportions and the perspective and all that, it's it's there. It's just like the line work, you know? It's a podcast. Look at it. So there you go. Those are your behemoth books on the foc this week let's bump up to aftershock we've got naughty list number three. <laughs> it's a santa claus serial killer and we live age of palladians number four we live getting some netflix chatter more chatter than the usual not just uh what am I trying to say? Not not just speculators. It's sounding like Netflix is like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna fucking make some money off we live. We're gonna get some subscriptions. You fucking nerds are gonna come back to us. You will come back. Oh, what did I say? Aftershock. We've got Life Zero number five. One, two, three, four covers there. And once again, an homage to a cover I just can't quite nail down. I want to say it's an X Men cover. Huh. Oh, Marco Coquetto's drawing Life Zero. Well, shit. I thought he was just doing the Daredevils. Son of a bitch. Marco Coquetto, if you're not familiar, is an amazing artist. 
but you probably are familiar with him because on account of the uh the the Daredevil and whatnot. Um Boom Studios Buffett ninety seven number one. Not issue number ninety seven, it's nineteen ninety seven Buffy. Done by Jeremy Lampert and Mariana Ignazi. That's a fun fucking name. Lots of covers to choose from here. All of them unique in their own way. Like, very stylized. The one to get, I'm going to say, is going to be the Gancho Scream homage cover. Because, you know, remember, remember Stray Dogs? I don't know. I mean, it's not... Uh, it's a great homage. I'm going to sneeze. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest sneeze I've ever had was on a microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know if I've done that yet on, on, on here. Sorry. Excuse me. Bless me, as the Christians would say. Um, five covers total, though. But definitely the E cover, which it's A, B, E, A. Oh, no, that's... All right, so now there's three covers. Seven Secrets is next. Um, but it is... A-B-E. But where did the C and the D go? There's a joke in there somewhere. Uh, but Seven Secrets, I tell ya. I'm, I'm a few issues behind on this. Oh, I'm, I think I'm more like a couple issues behind on this, actually. You know what? I may actually be caught up, actually, actually, actually. Uh, fucking amazing. If you're not reading Seven Secrets, and you're a Tom Taylor fan, you fucking up. Even if you're not a Tom Taylor fan. And by saying, I'm not saying if you're not a Tom Taylor fan, meaning you don't like Tom Taylor, because I don't... I mean, even the haters like Tom Taylor. Um, That's why they get mad at him for making Superboy, you know, not straight. So, you know, it's because they they like him. They're like, Tom, we wanted to like you, but our racist hearts... (sighs) You know... Um, and I guess racism has nothing to do with homophobia, but, uh, <laughs> I guess they are kind of synonymous with each other, though. Um, sometimes, oh no, am I triggering? IDW. Wait, hold on, was I done with Boom? Yeah, I was done with Boom. I was done with Boom. IDW, we've got Dark Spaces Wildfire. Oh, this is a long description, but it is Scott Snyder and Hay- Hayden Sherman. So I'm going to read this long description. You may recognize Hayden Sherman from such books as Thumbs. And a couple other ones that aren't coming to me for some reason. Which is a shame. Thumbs is going to be made into something though. That's going to be the first movie that the McFarlane Studios is doing. They're going to get Thumbs before Spawn. Um, But this is Scott Snyder as well. So, six weeks into the slow burn of historic Arroyo fire, a crew of... I I didn't realize it was going to be fire afterwards. And then it'd be like, Arroyo balloon, you know, a happier word. But Arroyo fire just sounds devastating. A crew of women from an inmate firefighting program are risking everything on the front lines when the newest recruit... A white-collar convict with a deep network of shady dealers discovers they're mere miles from a crooked former associate's mansion. 
when she proposes a plan to abandon their duties and hunt for riches. Under cover of smoke and ash, the team must decide if they're ready to jeopardize their one sure path back to normalcy for a shot at a score that would change their lives. But is this a flicker of fortune? Or a deadly trap? Scott Snyder and breakout artist Hayden Sherman craft an unforgettable heist of a new age in dark spaces. Wildfire. Ba ba ba. I mean, fuck. Is this the first IDW book we've seen from Scott Snyder? I don't know. How many covers we got here? Good lord. One, two, three, four, five. Five. We got a blank. And. Honestly, these other images, thumbnails are a little muddy. I gotta click on that one. I can't. I don't know what is going on there. I mean, it's a Hayden Sherman cover, but it's mostly black. I want. Hmm. Hmm. I'd say. Alright, so that's Dark Ages. We've got G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 95. Couple covers there. Uh, Kill Art. Kill Lock. Sorry. Artisan Wraith, number five. It's a seven-parter. Rocketeer, The Great Race, number four. Two covers on that one. Oh, we've got TMNT Armageddon. Game opening moves on number two. Oh, yeah, setting up an event here, I believe. I do believe. Oh, number one and number two. Oh. Oh. We'll get them both. Be silly if you didn't. Transformers, Best of the Breast. Beast. Uh, what is this? Best of the Beast. Oh, shit. I see what they're... It's Beast Wars, baby. I like it. We got more Transformers. We got Last Bot Standing. Number three. Two covers. Four covers. Ooh-wee. They want to sell this book. More covers. High print. So, yeah, man. Um, I, I, I get like a... Like a Last Ronin Transformers vibe from that. That's what I'm getting from there. From Dark Horse on the FOCs this week, we've got the British Paranormal Society Time Out of Mind number three. This is Mike Mignola and Chris Roberson. Andre Moody. All right. All right. We've got Cyberpunk 277. 2077. There we go. You have my word. Number four. A uh, couple of covers to choose from there. Hellboy and BPRD 1957 from below. It's a one shot. Uh, let's just, just the one there. Just the one cover. There's a lot of Hellboy one shots it looks like. We've got Old Man Whittier. Number, it's a one shot. Then we've and then there's the B cover on that one. And then there's BPRD 1957 Fallen Sky. So three different one shots. Only one of them has a variant. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Pearl, chapter three, number two. Oh, yeah. Is this uh, the David Mack stuff? Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, yeah. Not David Mack. Brian Michael Bendis. So, one, two, just two covers there. Those are your Dark Horse books due to be ordered by Monday the 6th. Let's see what Image has to offer and wrap up this indie segment here. We've got Ant, number four. 
a couple of covers there. Savage Dragon jumping in there. There you go. Eric Larson doing stuff. Uh, Department of Truth, number 19. Ghost Cage, number 3. That's wrapping up. A little three-parter. Philadelphia, uh, number 23. What do we got for covers this time? There's, let's see. There's three of them here. One of them is not pictured, but it's just labeled Alexander Black and White Noir. So just imagine. Just picture it. And then... Minea getting the B cover. Eli Minea, Minea. Interesting. See, that's cool. You don't see a lot of art like that on covers. I like that. Uh, Manifest Destiny number forty-seven, due to be ordered this week. We've got Monstrous number forty-one. All right, what is Public Domain? It's Chip Zarsky, written and drawn by. I don't know why I had to sound like a Dracula. Uh, Sid Dallas, that's a fucking name, is responsible for pop culture's greatest hero, the Domain. But his sons, Miles and David, have a complicated relationship with both the creation and the creator. Can they convince their dad to fight for their family's legacy? This fun, heartfelt series, written and illustrated by Asner winner Chip Zarsky, Explores a wild arts in a world where comic book creators aren't properly acknowledged or compensated for their creations. Crazy, I know, oh my god. Hi, it's me, Chip. I'm writing this solicitation. <laughs> I love it. Remember how I said that one book that I forgot about? It was my indie pick of the behemoth? This, we have a tie. We have a tie. Um... Now, granted, the source material itself might not be <laughs> what critics and readers... Bah, I mean, what am I saying? Critics and readers could give a fuck. It's publishers that aren't going to like it, you know? Um, and maybe even some collectors. Fuck, I don't know. Maybe it could strike a chord there on account of some collectors make more money off the titles than the fucking creators do. Some. Some. Um... Alright, no, this this one has my attention. What is this? Image? Yep, sure enough. Uh, just the one cover, too. Uh, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, number 9. Uh, we've got Saga, number 60. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sins of Black Flamingo. Alright, we got another number 1 here. From Andrew Wheeler and Travis Moore. Occult Noir, Miami Sleaze. I'm just going to say that. Because this is another really long one, and that sounds... Oh, there you go. Cult Noir Miami Sleeves. Take that for what you will. Uh, Scorch number seven. Ooh, everyone loves a negative variant. And this could be one. Sean Lewis and Steven Segovia variant done, or I guess cover. I think it's the A cover. It is done by Don Aguillo. Aguilo? Aguilo? I don't know. And then there's a Francesca Matina cover as well. Uh, Stillwater, Morzarski. This is number 14. Uh, Unnatural Blue Blood, number 2. Mirka Andolfo's back with more Unnatural. And then what's the furthest place from here? Number 7. Uh, th three covers along with the Deluxe Edition Second Press. Gotta love it. 
Ugh, those vinyls, man. You know, I'm a little upset that I've, I've ordered all the vinyls and none of them have been shipped. I don't know if my shop's just like, fuck, I don't want these to get shipped to us. I don't want to have to pay extra for some reason because Diamond charges out the bunghole for shipping. Remember how I told you that? So I don't, I don't, I don't know. And they're just like, fuck ordering these. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, those are all your indies due to be ordered by Monday. These are the ones that are least likely to have an abundance of you, or, uh, you know, for you to pick from, for you to pick from on the shelf. Um, just because, like I said, man, the economy and whatnot. So, definitely, if you're going to pre-order anything, pre-order your indies, you know, because you got a shot at, you know, there being a stack of Marvel and DC books on the shelf. But stacks of indies, I'm telling you, it is the age of the low print. Unless James Tennant's doing it. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's talk Marvel. We have Amazing Spider-Man number five. There's a health. Uh, do how many? All right, I, I, I okay. I was gonna say, do I need to go to a different site for this so I can actually get cover images? But there's only a couple that aren't pictured here. There is a Hellfire. Saga variant on this one that is not pictured. Um, the Hellfire variants have been pretty cool. I haven't personally been picking any of them up, but um, yeah, man, you never know. They they could gain steam down the road. And on, I hate to say it, people, but a lot of this stuff right now, especially right now, I mean, people don't want to pay cover price for a book. The last thing a lot of people want to do right now is pay markup spec prices on new books. So I mean, just. I, I really feel like it's just going to be a short time period of people just not wanting to spend their money on comics like they were just a few weeks ago. But uh, we'll see. And I'm not saying, you know, it's dead. There's nobody doing it. But it's far less than it was. So um, if you're a speculator and it doesn't sell right off the bat for the price you were hoping for or it doesn't shoot up like you thought it would... Just give it a little bit of time, because once again, the age of the low print run, and when these books do get their day, they're going to be even harder to come across, and even easier to raise the price on. So, economics, economics. Um, and with that being said, Avengers Forever number seven. Uh, reading the synopsis here, it, and I'm not going to, but just going over what I read. It sounds like we're going to visit this alternate universe with a whole lot of Steves that have, uh, uh, Steve, like he's the only Steve, um, Steve Rogers, and, uh, it, but he's like the Steve, right? He's like the Steve. Uh, anyway, um, but none of them is Captain America, or at least Super Soldier Serum. Maybe there's a version of Steve that is Captain America that doesn't have the Super, regardless, um, we're getting, you know, a whole lot of Steves. You know how people get excited over all the Spider-Men? What about all the Rogerses? you know? Let, let's see that alternate universe. Could be huge. Could be fucking nothing, too. So I'm not going big on it, but I'm definitely going to... I'm going to get a few copies extra ordered for me to stash away just in case and if I see it start to kind of gain traction and people talk about it I'll find more um, but I'm, I'm not 
ordering heavy on it, but I am prepared to pull the trigger in the aftermarket if need be. Um, we'll see. Uh, and then there's what, just two covers there. Black Panther number seven. I mean, fuck, you never know a Black Panther right now, people. You never really know. And especially with what just happened in Avengers Forever number six, Star Panther. Um, yeah. Yeah, it turns out Vibranium Man, not Vibranium Man at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to pop it open and find out. See, that's a book that I also figured would be doing very well on the secondary market. But the market is just very picky on what they want to dictate as hot right now. You know, there's, it's not a hot book every week now. Now, I mean, they're trying to be like, all right, let's 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 just let's, let's give it two or three or four weeks <laughs> and then we'll have a book blow the fuck up that everybody wants again um, I don't know who the comic book Illuminati is I want in on that shit though I will drink that Kool-Aid uh, in a fucking heartbeat like I want in <laughs> and if there's not a comic book Illuminati hit me up let's start one <laughs> but there totally is there 100% is uh, let's see here. Hellfire Gala variant on that one. And then a Stormbreakers variant done by Silva. Whoops. Bumped the mic. Did you guys hear that? I hope not. Uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty number two. There is our first Predator cover, people. And it is amazing. Ivan Coelho. I love it. I love the symmetry of it. I love the framing of the background to where it's, you know, like a landscape, but it's also framing at the same time. It is so visually pleasing. Like, there's a lot going on, but at the same time, so easy to know exactly what's going on. And But I say a lot going on, I mean, like, there's a, he put a lot of lines in this. You know, there's a lot of love. Ugh. Yes. Um, I've mostly taken down my, uh, my wallow variants on account I plan on moving here soon, uh, but these, these will be displayed proudly until that day comes, because, uh, this is the only one this week, though, the only Predator cover this week, so they're rolling out slow, know that. Uh, there's also a Momoko cover as well, and it... What the fuck? Alright, so she gave Captain America a dick nose. Square ball dick nose. What the fuck, man? Ears are up way too fucking high. Or are they too low? I don't know. Can't tell. Perspective's weird. You got a big ass dome. Momoko strikes again. I want a coffee table book of Momoko's. <laughs> All of her worst. <laughs> It'll be huge. <laughs> uh, have you heard about Carnage? Carnage number four. All right. So there, mm, there's a couple people who can vouch for the fact that I went on record before the first issue of Carnage, and I was like, Carnage is played out. This shit is going to dud out. 
that whole there must be carnage there there will be carnage thing that that whole movie um i mean then it it happened and you know the 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 buzz died away real quick and i thought there's no one this, this, there's no one cares about carnage but then i read it and <laughs> holy shit man the first two issues. Uh, have I read the first two or three? Did three just come out this week? I don't remember. Yeah, three just came out this week. First two issues are fantastic. Holy shit. Like, it's about as dark and gritty as a Marvel book will really ever allow to be. And it's 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 amazing. It really is. It, it, it's... Oh. I wish Marvel would create, like, a black label line. You know what I mean? Because I, I want to see some Venom and some Carnage and some, I don't know, who else? Would, what what other titles would be a really good black label book? You know, but Marvel. Um, hmm. Thanos could be cool. Like a Thanos R-rated story. That could be really cool. I don't know. There's a bunch out there. There's for sure a bunch. I mean, it, they could be done with anyone, really. I bet Dazzler could even have one. Marvel, pull your head out of your butts. Spend some money. Let's give us some prestige format, huh? Show us you know how to produce a quality format book. Anyway, uh, let's. how about this carnage? Nakayama getting the B cover on that one. There you go. Uh, Fortnite, Marvel Zero. Wait, no. Fortnite and Marvel Zero War. There you go. Uh, the B cover on this, I have a feeling, is going to do well. I do. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say that there's a code in here. Let's see. Code, yep. That's all. I just, I don't care about the synopsis. I can give a fuck. Um, yeah, Fortnite's just video games in general. Just not my thing. But if you're not a new listener to this podcast, you're already very aware of that. Uh, but the homage cover on you know the, the beaker the medina cover on this i just i don't know i think it's gonna do well i do um very af15 not that i mean not that i mean well, i'm just looking at the c cover there all right all right square head <laughs> good old ron lim and his square heads I like it. Uh, oh, and there's a Zulo. Uh, fucking four covers on this. You're overdoing it for a number two. That's ri- that's ridiculous. Well, let's see. When Fortnite crossed into DC, they just had an A cover, right? There might have been an A and a B. But at most a B. I mean, we're rocking D's. Huh? D's? Mm-hmm. Ghost Rider number four. Oh, is that a scroll cover? That is a scroll cover. That's a cool scroll cover. I like how the green, ooh, the green stands out nice. That's an interesting tone of green. David Baldion, I like that. I mean, I'm not big on the scroll covers, but that's a winner. Uh, there's a winner. Oh, fuck, thank you for going. Uh, it's a Fortnite variant, okay, never mind. I was like, who the fuck is that on the seat cover? That's a Fortnite dude. <sighs> Fortnite covers make speculating difficult. 
if you're not a Fortnite player. Uh, and then there's a Momoko variant as well. Let's see what we have to say about this one. Um, I don't understand. Uh, now you'll just have to see for yourself. Sorry about the awkward silence there. I'm really trying to... She just like throws body parts on a page and shakes them up and just sees how they f line up. That that's how she proportions people. She's like, all right, we'll have the knee in the foreground. Um, but we're gonna make it the wonkiest knee you've ever seen in your life, and it's gonna look like Ghost Rider's a lady legged person. So, mm hmm, yeah. Okay, there is a Hulk number seven second printing here, and it could be something because it is the first appearance of Thor Hulk. You know, they combined it in that last issue of Hulk. Don't know if you read it, sorry, spoilers. But this cover, um, yeah, I don't know if Thor Hulk goes on to do something, this would be the cover to have. This is a sleeper for sure. Pick up the second printing of Hulk number seven. I suggest it highly. Um, oh, I was wrong about Predator. Oh, glorious day. We've got Thor. I mean, Jane Foster. Mighty Thor. Number two. Um, Toron Grabenek. There you go. And Michael Dowling. Oh, there's a Stegman cover. There's a Horley cover, but most importantly, there's a Jung Jung Yoon cover, and it's Predator. Not the strongest one, but Predator running on a rainbow bridge? Interesting, Interesting for sure. I like it, though, because it's, it's a fucking Valkyrie versus Predator. You know, I mean, the Valkyrie's going to win that every time. Especially up in Rainbow Bridge Land, but... Hmm. That's fucking badass. I like it. I like it. I like Thor. And Predators. I like Thor. Uh, then there's a Momoko cover. Uh-oh. Good lord. Can she draw horses? Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, make me laugh. Oh, fuck. Sorry, it is a Pegasus, not a horse. But I'm sure they make the same noise. I... What is with the skinny legs, man? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Meanwhile, they made whoever this is supposed to be on here kind of thick in the booty. But that horse got little baby legs. Hmm. <sighs> Fucking weird, huh? King Conan, number six of six. Legion of X, number three. There was a lot of first appearances in that first one, so who knows what they're setting up with this series, man. A uh, few covers on that one. Sabretooth wrapping up with its fifth issue. There is a Momoko variant. Not even going to bother. 
This other one, though, this wolf variant, I just gotta click on. Maria Wolf. <sighs> See, I don't know if this is the... No, it's definitely not the best Sabretooth cover, but it could also be the worst? I don't know what's going on here. Like, you don't... There's no real indication that Sabretooth. Like, it could be... I don't know. I don't, I can't tell if I love it or hate it. Don't you hate that? That I do know. I hate that. <sighs> uh, Star Wars. Halkion? Is that how you say that? Halkion Legacy? Uh, number four. <laughs> one, two, three covers on that one. You never know with these Star Wars books, people. They're just throwing new characters out of slept and right. You never freaking know. Uh, there's a what if Miles Morales. What is he? What if in this time? What if he was? Alright. So it looks like it's got them all on there. He's got his Wolverine, his Hulk, his Thor. Oh, is that the new one? Right, let's just read it. What if the many Mileses of the multiverse is assembled to be. Oh! What if. What if Miles Morales was all of the Avengers, essentially? Interesting. Now that I'll read. But they're going to take on Prowler? I mean, I would... I would have a tougher character to go up against. The Avengers versus Prowler. Silly. But there is a JTC action figure variant on this featuring Captain Miles. Captain Miles. Uh, not to be confused with Captain... Never mind. Never mind. That is neat. That's a neat costume. It's like Spider Cap. Obviously. I do like that costume. Very patriotic there, Miles. That's going to hang on the wall nicely with the rest of the figgy variants. Uh, excellent. Number five. One, two covers there. We've got X-Men Hellfire Gala number one. Setting up another new X-Men team. Oh, Lord. What do we got on the cover here? I don't know who any of these fucking people are anymore, man. Like that. Oh, Lord is looking good. Those boobs are weird. Not Laura's boobs. You don't see Laura's boobs. You don't see anybody's boobs. You do see, I mean, well, I guess you do. Never mind. Um, Emma Frost, man. I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do believe there's an amazing cover to go along with. Oh, no, it's not this. Never mind. Coming soon, though. There's going to be a fucking dope Mark Brooks cover on this series, I believe. Is it this series? Maybe not. Uh, oh, shit, this art germ cover is going to do very, very well. It'll do very nicely. It's a good one. You know, I'm not usually one for the art germ lady covers, but this is a good one. As I said a second ago. And then there's a Dragata cover. This is an $8 book. Fuck. Robbery. Alright. 
Yeah, four covers on this one. Um, now let's see what's popping off with the old DC. Uh, what is new to order? Now, your DC books, you go to order by Sunday, not Monday. So it's the 5th, but most of the stuff on here, it's the 6th. Oh, fuck. There's a yawn. Sorry, guys. You're probably listening to this in the car on the way to work. Last thing you want to do is be tired. My bad. Um, yeah, no, uh, order your DC books through Lunar, um, or through your store, um, your store will order it through Lunar by Sunday. So, I, I, honestly, I say, get your pull list and by Sunday, period, but, you know. Um, alright, we got Action Comics 1044, a couple covers there, a few covers there with Pride Month and all. Aquaman's back with issue number five, uh, three covers there. Four covers there, I apologize. Um, let's see, skipping through all of that, because we already talked about the vault books. Batman Fortress, number two. We've taken a long time in between FOCs on that one. I must have really wanted to gauge the numbers to see if they continued with it. Uh, Zafino getting the variant on that one. Uh, did those, did those, did those, did those. Uh, DC vs. Vampires Killers. This is a one-shot. The Brett Booth cover is the one to to get, though. That classic Batman cover. I forget what issue it is. What is it, like 680s? You know which one I'm talking about. Um, yeah, man. Classic. Uh, or 436, that's what it is. Is that it? 438? Fuck. Um, and then there's a 1 in 25 as well. 1 in 25 might actually do very well. <laughs> Thick. Kick, 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 <laughs> uh, So yeah, DC vs. Vampire Killers. Deathstroke Inc. number 10. The 1 in 25 on this. I wish I were confident in ordering 25 of this to get this just for my personal collection. It's like a Where's Waldo cover. It is, it was it? Filia Bratukin. I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't, I can't decipher a single image on here except for those really big angel wings. But, I mean, it's, it's just like a, look how many things I can draw. And I like it so much. I really do. I fucking love this cover. It is overly busy. And, yeah. Detective 1061. Uh, let's see, two covers and a 1 in 25 on that one. McDermott getting the 1 in 25. Of course, Bermejo getting the B cover. Harley Quinn number 16. In Harley Quinn number 16, uh, we get the origin of Verdict. So the Verdict seemingly still around. So there you go. Four covers on this one. Um, you know, you got your Pride Month. That's a good one. Nice watercolor there for Harley. Uh, your Derek Chu B cover, and then your 1 in 25. I like... <laughs> who is that? Ivan Tao? Yeah, I, I like that. That's pretty cool. little skateboard with poison ivy on it. I like it. It's kind of got an ASM 316 vibe to it. Like, it's... 
like the proportions are flipped. I guess the perspectives, not the perspective. Just the, the the direction they're facing is flipped, but it's it's very much in that realm. Not dead on. He's not doing the old tickle tickle bit, or she's not. But you know, you know it's it, it's cool. Uh, anyway, we got Joker number fifteen. This is the last we'll see of James Tynan the fourth doing DC IPs. He still got his nice house on the lake. Um, but when this next arc wraps up, it sounds like he's going to take a pretty massive break from that, too. Um, and, you know, I mean, this is the last issue of Joker, so this is this is it for James Tynan IV writing his DCIPs. It's Substack and, I don't know, yeah, a couple of little ones. But, yeah, that's it. I mean, I mean, obviously, as is in DC, the closet just came out this week. But yeah, um, one, two, three covers, and then a one in twenty-five as well on Joker number fifteen. We got Justice League Voices: The Legion of Superheroes number four, two covers there. Uh, Robin number fifteen, one, two covers, and a one in twenty-five. Hold on. A one in twenty-five connecting. You can't do that. See, it's it's marketing. It's it's good marketing, but it's also a way to make a comic book shop go out of business too, by chasing connecting covers on a fucking one in twenty-five. I could see on a one in ten, or especially at like a one in five, you know. But a one in twenty-five connecting on a title that, like Robin. I mean, not that it's a bad title. It's just not. A highly producing title, or I fuck if it's one of my favorites. To be honest, it's just yeah. Oh, it's got the. All right, it's got the first kiss, possibly of Flatline and Damien. Have they kissed yet? I don't think they've kissed yet. All right, this could be big, people. And could. Uh, I want to know what it connects to, though. Does it connect to more Robin? Does it connect to other titles? Whew. I don't know. I wish I knew. Um, and then there's a, a Pride Month variant on this as well. Who do we got on this? Is that... Oh, okay. It's Tim Drake and... The other Green Arrow kid. I don't know the young ones. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Suicide Squad Blaze. This is a black label book. It's wrapping up with its third issue, number three. Swamp Thing, number 14. Couple covers there. Uh, Task Force Z, number niner. They have now slated this to be a 12-parter. I think this is the first time I've seen it actually slated as 9 of 12. Which tells me that they had higher aspirations for it. And yeah. I don't know. And they're like, ah, we're just going to do two arcs and cancel it because this is just not doing well. Which is a shame because it's fun. And it has the ability to go on forever if it wanted to. Um, I mean, they're dead. You can't kill them. <laughs> 
Let's see. Yeah, 1 in 25 on that one. Yeah, it's not connecting to anything. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, that, that wraps up your FOCs this week, people. Remember, remember, pre-order your books. It's, it's, it's very important. Uh, eventually, shop Cheers to Comics. I, I will be taking pre-orders, but in the meantime, I suggest you check out my affiliate, nerdsforever.com, 307nerdsforever.com, to be precise. And in the time off I've had, I've actually had the opportunity, as I said I would, uh, I went up to Newcastle, Wyoming, and I popped in, and I met Tarl face-to-face. He really is a swell guy, people. I'm, I'm telling you. You, you want to go to a good shop in the middle of nowhere, then Nerds Forever has you covered, seriously. Um, but if you're not in the middle of the nowhere, and you still want a shot at hot books at great prices, then, I mean, am I giving away a honey hole? I'm kind of giving away my honey hole, people. This is strictly for you listeners. Don't... Okay, yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Shout it from the rooftops that 307nerdsforever.com is a wonderful place to get your books. Um, and you want to make it even more wonderfuler? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make up all the fucking words this morning. Uh, use code CHEERS at checkout and save yourself an additional... Uh, is it 10 or 15%? I don't remember. Regardless, it's, it's, you're, you're saving even more money off books that are selling for double, triple, quadruple cover price on, um, eBay and shit. Uh, you want an example? I picked up the twig preview for 25 bucks and then I used my promo code. Mm-hmm. You want to know how much trick preview is going for? 160 bucks. So, you see? Honey hole, people. Check it out. Tell your friends. Um, if, if you're on Facebook, then, yeah. It's, 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 they're on Facebook as well. Uh, they, they do a lot of sales on Facebook, as does Shop Cheers to Comics. And I know you could be thinking, Brian, it's so weird that you have another competitor as an affiliate. And it's like, dude, we're... It's like, dude, sorry, I didn't mean to... <laughs> we're not competitors though that's the thing we don't both have the same exact inventory and we're just competing prices he has stuff I don't have I have stuff he doesn't have and you know this is it's supposed to be a community not a competition You're like a little friendly competition is fine sure you know um, but uh, overall I mean competition is healthy let's, let's face it but that's that's not what this is, you know. It's ah oh, man, just spreading the good word of comics. I know uh, this is this is for the listeners, and if you want to share this with your friends, make sure you're at least sharing the podcast with them too. You know, <laughs> S- tell them where you found out about Nerds Forever. How's that? There's there's the there's the trade off. If I'm just gonna give away my honey hole like that. At least make sure they're listening to the fucking podcast. And if they listen to the podcast, they'll know what books to shop for. At the honey hole. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Alright. Moving along. Um, let, yeah, no, let's let's talk about the... Real quickly. Real. Real quickly. Let's talk about the, uh, the highlights for the next new comic book day. Huh? The books coming out on the 7th and the 8th. The DCs and the Marvels and the what have yous. Well, you know. 
all of them. Um, <laughs> let's start with Marvel. Honestly, not a whole lot of Marvel coming out next week, according to what I'm seeing here. Um, however, there are some number ones, like the the Fortnite Marvel Zero or Marvel Zero War. I say it wrong every time. Um, I, I mean, it's it's probably the one Marvel book that has a lot of potential. Um, but it's going to be a quick flash. You know, just like, remember how the, the other Fortnite book went with DC, the Batman Fortnite. Like, real quick, you know, 10, 15 bucks a piece. Maybe even touch on 20 because it's number one. And then uh, as soon as all the Fortnite players get their codes, they just, like, throw the book away and that's it. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what they do with them. I can't imagine they're reading them. But, uh, uh, and more Marvel, you know, a couple of number ones as well. The Star Wars Kersantan, is that how you say it? Um, it's a $8 anthology reprinting, um, a few of his appearances. Uh, I don't really see it picking up in price. It's already an $8 book, um, you know, and his appearances still aren't all, all that hard to find. And even on the more expensive level, not that expensive. So I think Vader number one is still like thirty bucks, I believe. I believe. Uh, then we got Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor number one. So you know, like that. I, I I don't see there being once again anything specky going on in there, but it is a number one and Jane Foster and all that. So um, everything else, I don't know, maybe Legion of X number two, just because Legion of X number one was stacked with first appearances, hard to say, um, as far as DC goes, let's see here, Batman number 124, they solicit the return of Abyss or possibly a new hero emerging from the shadows, um, yeah, I, shit, man, you never know. That's a that's a Mikel Janine cover, if I've ever seen a Mikel Janine cover, right? Am I right here? Hold on, let me look. Is that... No, cover artist, very good. Jorge Molina. Oh, yeah, I look up closer now, yeah. Well, thumbnail style, though. Look very Mikel, or, yeah, Mikel Janine. That's how he says it. Ah, what else? Oh no! See, I forget with this League of Comic Geeks, you gotta. Oh jeez! All right, uh, Dark Crisis number one comes out next week. You never know. Flashpoint Beyond number two. Um, what's her lady dent? Uh, let's see here. What's her face? Son of a bitch. Uh, Gilda. Ugh. Gilda Dent. Uh, that's <laughs> sorry, my mind went dirty. Um, she's going to be Two Face apparently in this Flashpoint Beyond universe. So there's that. Uh, Batman Neo Year number three. There's there's a Boom Beam. I know it's a Boom Beam Boonma, the top cap in the GCP. So, uh, yeah, there you go there, a little, uh, Neo action. Poison Ivy number one comes out. There's going to be a bunch of amazing covers. Uh, DC Pride is out this week. It's a big $10 book. 
um, coming out during Pride Month. It could have good resale value as long as you know you get it discounted. I don't see it selling above ten dollars, but it could resell well uh, as long as yeah. Uh, Aquaman Andromeda number one comes out this week. It's a DC Black Label book done by. Oh, I did it again. I just clicked on the thing. Oh, it's Rom V and Christian Ward. Very nice. Very, very nice. Alright, I gotta get my fucking filters back up again and do all the things and click the buttons. I gotta open them in a new pet tab and I keep forgetting to do that. Okay. Um, Monkey Prince number five. I believe something happens in this and the Jaws homage. This um this is this is gonna be the sleeper of the week. I got a feeling. I do. I do. Uh, Monkey Prince is low-key my best-selling DC book. You know? Uh, I'm not saying it's the best, D- the, the, the highest-grossing DC book out there. I'm saying for me and my store, right now, Monkey Prince is my best-selling DC book. Um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the major-selling titles are so accessible and you know easy to come by but when you got to go online for something you're like fuck man where do i get that monkey prince my shop didn't order any monkey prints guess who's ordering monkey prints shop cheers to comics.com that's his order in monkey prints so uh yeah and i did the fucking thing again <laughs> i lo- sorry i just keep looking at this cover it's so good who did the cover? Shout out to Bernard Chang. You killed it, buddy. You killed it with fire. Mostly water, actually, because Jaws and... Jaws. Alright, pushing forward. What else is there to look forward to next week? We got a first appearance in... Whoops. Nubia, queen of the Amazons. Who that is? I forget. Ah, oh, fuck. And I turned off my goddamn... Zilla. Zilla the Thrilla. Just kidding. It's just Zilla. What do we got for a variant there? Well, the one in 25 is pretty cool, actually. It's just, uh, you know, like a front profile shot. Uh, like a bus shot, but it's good. It's good. <sighs> oh, I got all these other things I got to click off of still. God, sunny beaches. Sorry. Sorry. God. You know, like indie spec goes, it's a. Uh, it's. I don't know, man. Right now, there's not a whole lot that gets me excited as far as like, oh shit, this is gonna. This is gonna fucking sell well. This is gonna sell real well. Um. Just. Like I said, I keep saying, you know, the economy and whatnot. So, I don't know. But just for S and G's, S's and Jesus's, not Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Let's see what's out there. Um, <laughs> uh, well, fucking twig number two's out. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, this one doesn't give me the variants. 
Let's just look in the old key collector. Most of the time, this is way off now. Is the final issue of Oblivion song out? Is that right? I don't know. Like, see, this key collector's often wrong in their future keys section. Because, you know, the, the, the release dates flip and flop around and shit. And they're, you know... This one, they just wait till they come out. Then they'll update it. From Boom, though. Ooh, what is this? What is this? A Orcs, yep, this is the one. Is that Kyle Hotz on the cover? As I get closer to it, I'm thinking, no, that's fucking Eric Powell. Right so it's Christine Larson uh, is the creator of the book, but Eric Powell did the cover. Whew, so the fun and fantastical orc series from creator Christina Larson, Larson, that's what I said, returns with a new installment featuring our favorite underdog heroes, Bog, Pez, Zip, Utsu, and Gur. Nice. Very nice. So yeah, now that might be one to keep your eyes on, eh? Keep your fucking eyes on it. So that's going to do it, folks. And you know what? It felt good. It felt good. Got a little choppy towards the end there. Got distracted and all of that. But uh, overall, <laughs> it feels good to talk into the old tin can again. <clears throat> um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna gauge to see how this goes. I could very well be back in the full swing of things. I got a feeling that's how it's gonna be. So uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much so much for tuning in i must remind you to visit 307nerdsforever.com make sure you use that code cheers at checkout save yourself a little extra at the end there take a little off the top there charlie and then um i don't know where that came from uh of course visit shopcheerstocomics.com i can't stress that enough people um, and this honestly, that that's really where I'm going to kind of gauge the success of this, <laughs> is how well the store does. So, um, yeah, man, I don't give a fuck about downloads. I give a fuck about sales. Sales. I mean, I obviously care about downloads. I want people listening. I want people to be informed. I want people to hear a perspective of somebody that's positive. Unless I'm talking about Lee Frilled or Momoko. And to me, I just... I know art's subjective, but I find them objectively poor artists. So every once in a while, I'll go off them, but other, on them. But other than that, I'm a pretty positive fuck person. You know what I mean? Pretty fuck positive. Pretty fuck positive. So, uh... <laughs> sorry, I've lost my mind. I have lost it. A piece of it. Um... So yeah, no, really, check out the store. ShopCheersToComics.com. Use code PODCAST. Save some monies. Off books that I already discount. I already really, 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 really do my damnedest to be the best possible place price-wise to get your books. And service-wise as well, obviously. But, I mean, people look at price first. They don't know what the service is going to be till the back end of things, right? Alright, um, that's gonna do it. <sighs> I forgot what I say at the end of these things, um, but, uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week. 
Cheers, fuckers. Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. I'm John Chang. This is Drew Zuck. This is Mark Russell. Uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of The Apocalypse, And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is The Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast, the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think The Apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because The Apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, I don't know, anything, anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the apocalypse. It's like the apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is the Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, the Apocalypse is sure to have something for you.